first and foremost, thank you very much for taking the time out to chat with X's and O's boys about all things football and um, lifting the lid. Um, how are yeah. you? How are you coping, like, given the time of years and with everything that's happening um, at the moment? Um, personally, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I mean, like, right, yeah, right, right now, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, like, I imagine a lot of people, you know, initially, it was a, it was a bit of a shock. Um, you know, despite obviously the notification from, um, you know, the, the global journalists telling us about what's going to happen, people didn't really take, take, take much notice, did they? But, uh, so it was a bit of a shock to the system when we had lockdown and then, you know, um, some feeling of hopelessness. We can't really do much. You know, we've like we've lost control yeah. of you know what what you know what we can do. So, um, I did s- struggle initially. You know, okay. um, and then you know having developed a routine and scheduling back into my you know it's only about a week or so to sort of get my head around right. What am I going to do? How am I going to sort of like manage my life now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it's looking good now. I've got myself into a routine. So you know I feel like having that having that sort of regimented. Um, schedule definitely definitely helps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm the same a little bit. I think at first it was more a case of because I'm not sure what's actually happening, and like you said, absolutely lack of yeah. control makes me feel like um, like what's next. And even now, I'm a little I'm a little bit like where I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Or mate, yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. bit like I, I'm still in limbo. Like I don't know whether I'm meant to be pleased that you know things are getting a little bit better, or mm. I'm meant to. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling and a weird, weird place to be at. But yeah, more than anything, um, we're, we're healthy and we're safe. That's the, that's the most important thing. Absolutely, um, man. What? How are you coping about football? Because that's that's that's, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so this is the thing. Obviously, the periodic nature of football. You know, you have your season and you have your off season. Um, uh, you know, I'm familiar with not necessarily having football. Um, okay. But what I'm not enjoying is not having uh, a gym to go to. That's what yeah. that's what's getting to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would religiously leave work and go straight to the gym. Everything, wow. Every single day, every single day, without fail. And now that's completely been swept, you know, from under my feet. So now I still be like, right, okay, how am I going to uh, implement? Yeah, absolutely. How am I to implement those exercises that I need to to maintain and obviously ultimately, you know, better my my current condition? Uh, so I've been working with just uh, a shout out to Marcus Ubanski uh, from yeah. A1 Elite. He's uh, he he's working with me to sort of like implement some new systems that I can use to you know maintain the, the gains that I have acquired. So <laughs> yeah, man. So I mean, I've got a I've got an interesting rig outside. I've got a pallet with a massive water container attached to it, so I'm able to do okay. some bench, do some bench reps on there. Um, I've got a lot of bands, but I feel like I'm quite blessed in that, you know, in that aspect. I've got a few things I can um, do some workouts with. I've got a couple of um, team um, friend groups that host video sessions every so often. So some guys from okay. uh, what used to be the Coventry Jets. I've got some friends yeah. from there who, you know, we do video sessions, do training sessions. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I feel like so doing, doing what you there. can do. To, yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah, getting by, right? That's what it's about. Exactly that. Exactly that. Well, yeah. um, before we get any further, I guess it's about time I asked you who who are you? What do you do? Um, how did you get into American football? Who do you play for? All things American football, sort of a 
Uh, as long as you want biography about you. Crikey, as long as I want. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I discovered football uh, at university. Uh, and not even not even my first year, it was my second year of university. Okay. Um, so that was in 2010. So that's actually quite a way back now, think about it. Um, so, yeah, before <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, some old times now, aren't we? Uh, we so before I, before I got to university, I was doing other sports. So I was doing martial arts, um, playing yeah. rugby, you know, the standard collision, you know, combat sports and that sort of thing. So I knew I had a, you know, a desire for that. Um, and then there's a guy in my halls who was a big guy and, you know, he was saying, oh, you know, you've got to come down and play, play American football. Um, I considered it in my first year, but didn't, didn't get around to mm-hmm. doing it. I ended up, you know, spending a lot of time going out partying and then... Um, so basically you were part of the rugby team? Uh, no, I wasn't actually playing any sport whatsoever. Oh, wow. I, I didn't do any sport. That's the thing, which is crazy because before I got to university, I was so incredibly engrossed in sports. Yeah. And then I got to university, the partying like was ridiculous, <laughs> it took over my life, you know, I got a new girlfriend and then, uh, yeah, I didn't really do any sport. And then second year, I then decided to start on actual football and then played okay. with the University of Warwick, uh, Warwick Wolves. That's good. <clears throat> there we go, yeah. A team that's relatively quiet on the, on the radar um, of, the, of, the, of the National League anyway. Um, but I was there for a few years playing... Um, and I mean, we had inconsistency in some things back then, and but you know, throughout my time there, the sport, um, the way in which the sport was run improved. We have you know yeah. a turnover of coaches, um, and that encouraged me throughout there. I won a few awards, obviously, so that was a bit of an ego boost. Obviously, and then <laughs> absolutely, you know, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I moved to having been encouraged by a couple of friends to go on and you know, play uh, the next level, so to speak. And then a couple of friends that were uh, already playing at Coventry encouraged me to go to Coventry team. It was a local team and they were the um, the senior team. So I went over. I um, haven't previously gone to Tamworth, interestingly. And at the time, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a fan of how Tamworth at the time was being run and, he pr- and appreciated more how Coventry was being run at the time. So I went okay. to Coventry over the two. Um, played Coventry before- over Tamworth? <laughs> Mate, this is 2014. Uh, I don't know, and it was my personal preference. I mean, I felt I felt like you know I just I knitted together better with those guys there. So went and started playing for Coventry, um, and then we got to the semi final against Warriors. That was a that was at the the time. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big game. That was we turned up with 27 people, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yeah, we got it thoroughly handed to us. It was <laughs> it was a it was a tough day at the office, let me tell you. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, I felt like that was sort of the pinnacle of the of our game at uh, yeah. Coventry. So I felt like I was, you know, um, I was limited um, on how far I could go. And I picked up an injury, you know, messed up my shoulder. I was thinking, you know, uh, do I want to try and go further with this, or do I want to try and go back to mixed martial arts? Yeah. And then. Um, I considered that. I dropped 10 kilos in preparation for going back to mixed martial arts. And then I thought, you know, I'll give myself, I'll give myself three more years of football. Yeah. And then that's it. I'm calling it a day. <laughs> so well, yeah, why, before, why, why three years specifically? Was it just a case of 
I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah, I genuinely thought that was it. That was probably what I've got left in the tank age-wise and physical, physicality-wise. Not uh, At the time, unbeknownst to me, a lot of it was just due to me not having, um, well, not doing enough you know, preparation work in the yeah. gym to accommodate the sport, you know, the heavy nature of it. Um, so I then went and started playing with Tamworth in, in an attempt to sort of like push it forward. Okay. That was in 2017. Uh, and then that was the year that we uh, that Tom won the national championship. Um, I'm not saying it was entirely because of my presence, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm not saying otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to deny that if someone wants to say that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Of course. So we we had a great team there. Honestly, it was yeah. such a supportive network of guys. There's so many great people there that you know encourage you to get better. Um, so I was with Tamworth in in 2017. We uh, we got the championship and then we had the European games so yeah. I played a few of those European games which okay. were, how, how, how are those what was the experience <sighs> having to travel out and honestly different ball game really is yeah we played the Copenhagen Towers uh, yeah. and I mean we flew out there and it was one of the most professional setup of anything that I've seen I mean when I got to Tamworth initially we had the camp and the camp that was, uh, you know, it, up until that point, that was the most professional thing I'd seen in football. And then we went out to Copenhagen and then how everything was set up. It was just, you know. The so, fans, the players. The honestly, players. it was, yeah, I mean, it was, I feel like it was the structure with which everything was being organised. Everything right. was so well regimented, whereas up until that point, I hadn't had that in my football, um, in my football life. How A lot of it would players, turn up and but, play. How did some of the players find that trip? Yeah, I'm, 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 as far as I'm aware, I feel like everyone funds it themselves. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. There was a, there was um, the the club actually subsidised it. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't recall how much by, but there definitely was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was really cool. It was, as I say, up until that point, that was the best experience I had in football. It was genuinely. Really eye-opening. One, because of the calibre of the players that we were against, that blew my mind. I didn't think, in that game, when I was getting it handed to me, I thought, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is it. I was thinking, that surely there can't be people on this planet that are better than one I'm dealing with right now. Yeah, I was thinking, guys were at college in NFL. Yeah, I, mate, yeah, I think it started, honestly. At the time, though, I, th- I thought, this has got to be the pinnacle of football. I really did. So, yeah, we played a few games uh, in that series, um, the uh, NEFL it was at the time. Um, And then um, then I got a call up to GB, actually. Lovely. How did that that come about? Was that after a a final? That was... My my, uh, memory of the toy line is a bit hazy. Um, (laughs) But it's not your football, isn't it, that? Um, So... I just I recall there being, you know, the application process, yeah. uh, which was, I think, um, after we, we got the championship, yeah. um, which is ultimately sort of why I stepped towards Tamworth. Because one, I was aware that there was, you know, solid coaching there. There's a good infrastructure for development. And yeah. two, it was going to put me on the platform, um, you know, for people to actually see. Because up until that point, I felt like I hadn't actually been acknowledged as a... Yeah you know, as a potential for the for the national side. I mean, a few years previous to that, I had had a, um, a GB students um, trial, which yeah. was at the point, you know, unsuccessful. Um, and so this was, 
this was the second year of my, well, I gave myself three years to uh, <laughs> to carry on. Yeah. Uh, so then, then I actually was successful in that application, and then we went into the European Championships, and then um, yeah, went out to Finland, which was again another incredible, honestly mind blowing experience. It was really, really good, really well ran, really enjoyable. Um, okay, so, so what, so, so what made you realise that you were of that sort of calibre that you thought you know I need to be recognised, especially after going to GB students and being sort of unsuccess- unsuccessful then what made you get, have the drive and hunger going at it? Um, honestly probably just unrelenting naivety at the time <laughs> my <laughs> unwillingness to accept that I can't have what I want you know yeah. but I feel like that's, that's that's ultimately how you know anyone gets to where they want to be it's just you know yeah. ig- ignoring what's in front of you and going for your goals regardless you know yeah. seeing the impossible as they say Fair enough. Is that, would you say that's the same thing that sort of blew up your three-year plan then because where after after that GB cap I guess so you're on to year three of your plan and yeah. Now I'm still playing football, so. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, so that was my second year in. So I'm um, second year in, I was like, right, okay, so that was the ultimate goal. Um, to win a natty and to play for GB. So by the second year, I was then called up for the GB team, and I was like, right, I've got a year left in the tank here, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, and um, there wasn't really much else, I thought. But um, okay. then I had, uh, this was last year, actually, uh, I had a call from a coach in Germany. Now, this is a controversial situation, actually. I was already playing for Tamworth at the time, yeah. and I was approached by a team in Germany having, having, ha- them having had an injury to their uh, starting D lineman. Okay. Um, so they approached me and said, right, we've got enough on the table. You know, we, we need someone um, that has your skill set. You know, do you want to come out? So I had to have yeah. a... Um, I had to have a pretty serious conversation with my girlfriend at the time to establish, you know, whether it was a good idea, whether it was, you know, whether it was a viable yeah. thing to do. Um, consider, you know, ultimately whether I want to have this opportunity again. And yeah. I was thinking this is sort of, you know, this is third year into a three-year plan. This is going yeah. to be the end of my football career. Um, am, am I am I going to have this again? And I was thinking, no. If I if I bust my ACL now, this is me. Um, this is me done. Yeah. So yeah. I thought this opportunity may not come up again. Let's go for it. So I worked things out and did that. Um, personally, had to break the news to the guys at Tamworth. You know, generally those guys were, you know, very, very positive about wow. that. Um, you know, a lot of the guys were, you know, saying, you know, this opportunity is so great, go and take it. You know, and that come around often, love it. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, How did yeah, they I went out, find you? Um, so one of the one of the lads that actually played. At Tamworth previous, okay. well, two of the guys, two of the guys who played at Tamworth previously were playing at that team. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was approached by um, by one of those guys there. Yeah. Um, which I'm incredibly grateful for, because that was that was then um, my most enjoyable experience of football. I would say probably. Well, being so, going um, you told the guys at Tamworth um, you're leaving to go to Germany. Do you mind me asking what team it was and how? Oh how yeah, of course. Experience was. And you- um, it was the Saarland Hurricanes. Okay. Uh, so this this was um, GFL two. Yeah. They had um, they had very recently, if not the year previous, the, the year previous to that, had come down from the GFL one to the GFL two. So they were trying to claw their way back into that. So, so 
yeah, that was that was the aim. Um, so yeah, I was I was taken over um, wow. on very very short notice. I think it was within like it was like a three week turnaround or something crazy. Um, yeah, tell me about it. Um, so I was, I was I was quite blessed that my you know life was able to accommodate that that transition. So yeah, um, the experience that, that when I first got there, honestly, I turned up to the studio flat. It's a little studio flat that they got for me. A guy, <laughs> a guy picked me up at the uh, at the airport. I thought, oh, this is pretty legit, you know. There's a guy at the airport <laughs> waiting for me. He's got my name on a board. He's, he's wearing all the stash. I thought, this oh my goodness, life. this is it. This is it. And then we got to the place. And it was this tiny little studio flat, and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this 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 wasn't this wasn't the plan. Um, <clears throat> so initially, I was a little bit. Sh- a little bit shocked um, yeah. by the accommodation, but then, like ten, you know, like anything else, I count my blessings, thinking, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm playing football. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, get, doing I'm, what I'm, you enjoy doing. Absolutely, yeah, and I don't have to worry about bills or anything right now. You know, this yeah. is this is me. I'm playing. I'm playing football, and you know, as a professional, it seems uh, too good to be true. Um, so one of the things I noticed while I was out there was just the the level of professionalism, how the coaches weren't running the club. That's what blew my mind. Something yeah. which I hadn't even sort of understood in the UK was the, you know, what was a was a bizarre concept that the coaches really didn't have any sort of input into how the yeah. club was being run. The coaches are there to coach, and then you have absolutely, the yeah, that are there to do every, everything else, which is really absolutely, cool. yeah, um, yeah. It was just a, honestly a completely different, completely different setup. So I was really, um, I was really impressed by the. That was done, and the guys out there, honestly, really lovely bunch of guys, really great, really welcoming, really accommodating. First session there, I'm pretty certain every single person gave me a high five in that first yeah, session. I'm pretty certain, yeah, really honestly, really, really warm welcoming. It was. What uh, was the language barrier like? Was it, oh, nothing. Was it didn't exist really. Wow. I mean, there was there was a there was a couple of guys that didn't know English. I mean, yeah. So I found it particularly awkward because I was the one that didn't know the local lingo um <laughs> you know i felt so awkward and it, yeah um a little bit of a guilt trip i had there i was like oh i should be really making an effort so i actually started learning german yeah, you know yeah. um <laughs> which was yeah it was which was good um i think i was quite fortunate though in that i we were Saarland is on the border with france so there's a lot of french influence there um so generally awesome. they're grasp of different languages is really good so everybody knew english everyone knew french everyone knew german so i was very very lucky that you know the vast majority of the team were fine all of the coaches coached in uh, in english as well okay. so there was no real language barrier mm-hmm. was, would you reckon yeah. would you say you learned a lot from the coaches over there or just the oh absolutely the yeah. oh wow i i really did yeah i really did um and a lot of those things i've you know, not in, not only introducing to my game, but I've really um, inco- so I coach at the University of Warwick, yeah. um, having played there previously. So I emphasise the points that I learnt over there as dramatically as I, as, yeah, as, you know, yeah. as as best I can, because I feel like a lot of the things that I learnt were the limiting factors in my game. Not that I'm saying all those limiting factors are yeah. gone. You know, I'm not naive to that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm perfect by no 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 shape or form, um, but. I've you know, tried to reinforce that onto the guys around me as well. So it was a really good experience, really good. That's if anyone has the opportunity, I'd strongly suggest doing it. Although obviously I appreciate my experience isn't going to be the same as everyone else's. I know people who've gone out there and played and not enjoyed their experience, but based on, based on mine alone, it was, it was incredible. 
really beneficial. Love the sound. So, so what brought you back then? Why, why did you not stay out there? Um, just to the nature of it being a scene of sport. So, yeah. season's over. Back off the back home, isn't it? You know. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I was planning on going out again this year. Oh wow! Um, yeah, not not to the same team. Um, they've had a lot of changes within their structure, and I thought I'd try and you know move things to the next step. I mean, I also had the um, CFL trial down in Bristol. Yes. And it was the CFL. Um, um, what do they call it? Um, the CFL. Um, oh my goodness. Were they South? The combine? No, no, no. When they take all the players to their teams. Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. The, the draft. The draft. There we go. Crikey. <laughs> Dear me. Yeah. So it was the draft yesterday, and yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I'm a free agent there, so I'm really hoping that I was going to get yeah, a call up at some point yeah. soon. Well, how, how's, how's the combine for you? So we're obviously there, yeah, and it was great to see the fact that you know you guys took it so seriously. People had trained for a combine as well, which you don't really regularly get because people have combine and then just, they're just in the gym trying to lift 100 kgs worth of weight. But, you know, there's so many different aspects to yeah. towards the combine. And I saw yeah, you doing it. multiple um, positional drills as well. You weren't just doing, like, defensive line stuff. I saw you doing some <laughs> linebacker stuff. You know, <laughs> catch it. Yeah. I was like, oh, Scott, there's a brilliant um, video we have of you as well, catching the ball one-handed as well. You've got that? Yeah, we do, yeah. I'm going to have to get a copy of that then. <laughs> no, no problem. Nudge um, me after this. I'll see what I'll, I shall do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I started, um, I started, you know, I, I'm good connection. So one of the um, the guys at the, at the University of White Wolves, they, um, they have a strength and conditioning coach there. And yeah. I spoke to him as soon as I found out we, uh, we had the combine in the UK. Yeah. Um, now, the problem was that we only had like, I think it was five or six weeks in preparation. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't preparing for that at all. Um, in fact, I, t- I would say I heard a couple, like, I think two weeks of taking it easy um, after the season had ended. And then I was, you know, getting back into my off-season program. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you can apply for the CFL. So I was like, okay, right, let's do that. This is the next step. Now that I knew that this was an opportunity, I thought, yeah, let's yeah. Go take it. So, yeah, I'm going, you know, going to communication with this guy and he put a plan together for me. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that was anywhere near enough time for us to genuinely yeah. prepare. Um, so, I mean, within that time frame, I, you know, um, yeah. in, increased in a lot of different areas. So the problem is, is in doing that, in training for the combine, you take away from your actual football performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which, yeah, which he made it quite clear. It was like, if you want to bump up your bench by this much and then work on your shuffle on this and, you know, your free cone drill on this, that's obviously going to take away from your athleticism, you know, in X, Y, and Z. So I was like, right, that's fine. I just need to, just need to get there. <laughs> yeah. Put my foot in the this door. Is, this, is, this is the CFO we're talking about. God damn it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Get me in. Get me in. I'll do, I'll do what I need to. So I was, um, I was doing two days for a while. Um, and then, um, yeah, just, just working at it. How do, um, how do you fit that into a, like a, you know, because I'm assuming you still have to do your, your four days worth of work. Oh, How do you yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficultly, I would say. <laughs> it was uh, it was tough, yeah. Just, you know, try and work out as, as much as you can. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, it's just a matter of doing it, you know. Understanding what your priorities are. Do your work, but then um, make sure you get yourself in the gym. You know, I mean, there was a lot of times where I'd just be like, yeah, I, I don't want to do this. 
but then it's a matter of understanding that these uh, these short-term goals, uh, uh, sorry, these short-term wants of, oh, I don't want to do this, aren't going to facilitate me attaining my long-term goal of getting there. So, you know, when I find myself demotivated, very often I'll go on YouTube, watch a video, listen to some music, I'll be like, right, okay, that's it, let's go. Time to go. No. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's actually that needed, especially like when you're looking at a potential um, CFO contract. That's um, really mad. One person, but at the same time, your you know the European draft is complete, or the national mm. international draft is completely different to the actual CFO draft. So there's mm. still plenty of opportunity and chances for teams to pick any of you guys up. So best yeah, of luck yeah. in that first and foremost. And yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah, sure. Clearly, clearly got a mindset, and I, and I know it's definitely taxing on the body, but yeah, remember, just remember the end goal at the, at the end of the day. That's it, man. It's just a constant reminder of what the ultimate goal is. It's so easy to forget, though. Yeah. You know these, you know momentary things pop into your head of you know it could be so much easier if you just didn't go to the gym. I could just sit here and eat. Watch the TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that creeps into my mind all the time. So I could be so I could so easily. Yeah. Sit here and stagnate and put on yeah. another twenty kilos of awful weight, but it's a matter of the mind in yourself. Like, we're playing at such an amateur level that no one mm. really cares unless you're absolutely GB, unless you're trying your best to go out there and get a contract mm. in the GFL or potentially go to one of the international combines for CFL or NFL. Yeah, no one really cares about basketball. No one really cares about football apart from the thousand of people that actually play the sport ourselves. So. Yeah, yeah. I understand why mm. it becomes so easy to be like, I'm not going to the gym today. I'm going to turn on EastEnders and eat a massive Domino's Absolutely, pizza. man. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, it just depends on what you're what you're playing the sport for. I completely understand it. Like Mikey, who I done last week, he was um, he was saying, you know, the reasons why he plays the sport, and you know, they're different to what reasons why other people play the sport. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's completely fair. You know, he said, you know, he's going to he's going to you know play the game and enjoy it. You know, build. Um, you know, friendships, and he's going to do it whilst kicking people's ass, and he's lit it. You know, I don't, and I, I agree with him. I've played against the guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to do it twice the other you? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just depends on what you want to achieve and how willing you are to to do that. You know. Yeah, I agree more. Um, well, outside of football, I'm aware you do something called lifting the lid. Um, for those yes. who don't know what that is, can you please give us a little insight as to what you is that on the uh, lifting the lid? Okay, so um, lifting the lid is a mental health awareness campaign. Yeah. Um, the idea being that within the American football community, within the UK, we're trying to um, reduce the stigma associated with mental health. Yeah, um, trying to get people, you know, more comfortable talking about their mental health issues and. Um, um, just normalizing it, really. Just making it like, not a big deal to talk about. I mean, there's so many people just 100%. dealing dealing with. Um, and, and I know you're. Not, I know you're allowed to swear. Cause I remember hearing all of your videos. Previously. So <laughs> dealing with a load of shit because you know we all deal with it, man. We all deal with shit. Yeah. But particularly men, we just don't like talking about it because there's that um, profoundly dangerous uh, idea that being vulnerable is is weakness so people just don't talk about it so that's completely understandable i guess um for me this what you guys do is something that i've never had or had seen when i was in university so where did it sort of stem from and 
and um, when, where can people find you? Because I feel like your sort of awareness team is something mm. that, yes, a lot of guys in senior ball um, might need it as well, but university students probably yeah, no, could engage. Feel it the most. So I'm, yeah, I'm talking man. from experience. I, I was in university, and American football was sort of my getaway from from life and exams and coursework and where Absolutely. some of the university students right now are going through a lockdown and they can't play football once they've still got deadlines. Yeah. yeah what advice was... can we give to those guys? I mean, honestly, that must, that must be tough. I mean, we're dealing with unprecedented times, aren't we? I don't even know. But I remember when I, when I was at university, I remember I, I had a tough time of it. Yeah. I mean, second year of university, me and my girlfriend at the time, we split up. Um, and I, I didn't handle that very well. Um, I, I struggled during that period. Um, I actually had what they call adjusted adjustment disorder with depressed mood or what people call situational depression. Yeah. Um, so I suffered real bad with that. Um, and that was something I kept relatively quiet yeah. due to the nature of this whole, you know, don't be vulnerable, you look weak. And ultimately, yeah. my, my mentality at the time of, you know, I've got to... I've got to appear to be I've got to appear to be strong and avoid the things that make me potentially look weak. Which at the time I was thinking, oh, me me highlighting the fact that this has affected me so much as a, is a potential weakness. Yeah. So you know, I tried to try to avoid laying it out. But I mean, what really forced us to start this campaign uh, was when. Um, and I'll get back to your actual question. I just want to pass this out a little bit. Uh, when, when this actually came about when uh, a former teammate of mine, Chris Seal, um, who played at the Coventry Jets um, with myself, uh, yeah. took his, he took his life uh, in November of 2017. Um, so on finding out this news, me and a couple of the guys from the Coventry Jets, um, well, we're all in a, uh, a WhatsApp group chat. We... The news came out, and everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, I can't actually believe this has happened." Oh, mm-hmm. Because I mean, the, the guy was honestly one of the most lovely, bubbly, friendly, happy-go-lucky guys that that I knew. Now, granted, I hadn't spoke to the guy in about a year because you know I'd moved away, but yeah, I genuinely could not uh, imagine why he could have done that, or why he was in such a desperate place that he felt that that was the only way out. So. You that's know, what makes it more upset because you could be dude, someone's honestly. teammate and speak to someone every day. And I know yeah. you said you speak for a while, but yeah. we, we, we hear of it so often that, you know, people's teammates, you know, that you might think everything's okay, but re, is, re, is everything really okay? Like, nobody yeah. we really knows. So I can't, I can't, can't stress that, you know, people take on the bits yeah. of you guys are sharing. There's a, there's a, a fellow, a friend of mine, quite, you know, I'm quite close to now, um, who actually found out this weekend uh, that a very, very close friend of his uh, also died by suicide. Uh, this is a friend from the, uh, the University of Warwick Wolves who was working with me um, to actually help grow a community within that team uh, to actually encourage other people to talk out about their situations and their, uh, yeah. their emotions and their feelings and ultimately, again, the shit that they're dealing with or the shit that they've dealt with that they're still thinking about and the pain that they're dealing with, the suffering uh, that they otherwise can't get out. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been incredibly open, eye-opening. I mean, we've only had the, um, the group running for like five weeks. And within the first two weeks, we had numerous people um, speaking out about the issues that they're dealing with. 
Wow. Um, and, I mean, these issues we're talking about, within two weeks, I'm just going to highlight that again, within two weeks we had numerous people talking about self-esteem issues, depression, anxiety, bullying, body image issues, abuse, self-harm, suicidal wow. thoughts and ideation. Within two weeks we had numerous people talking about this. No, this is just the guys from the American football team. Wow, that's crazy, man. Honestly, it blew my so mind, and it just emphasises just how incredibly important this is. I mean, people listening, like you can talk about your shit, yeah, without feeling embarrassed, weak, or anything like that. Because I mean, coming out and talking about these issues. It's not. I mean, if you fall down and break your leg, you talk about the recovery process. You talk about, oh yeah, I broke my leg. It felt like crap, yeah. and I was I wasn't able to do this, this, and this. But if you have some sort of mental illness, you don't talk about it. You just hold on to that and let it eat away at you. And I mean, it's so incredibly dangerous. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's these things that cause people to, you know, to literally think there's no other way of getting around this other than killing myself. And it's heartbreaking, yeah, man. So, I mean, talk about it. For the love of God, talk about talk about your thoughts, your feelings, who, your emotions, who, who, man. Who, who, can, who can these young athletes speak to? Because speak to like, anybody. Again, like, yeah. Any person. You don't even have to speak about it to somebody. I mean, just write it down. Yeah. You know, just be, be aware of the emotions that you're dealing with. You know, don't just think, you know, I don't have an outlet. Find an outlet in anybody. Find an outlet on a piece of paper. You know, write, write your feelings down, write your thoughts down. It's going to, you know, reduce anxiety, ease your feelings of emotional trauma, um, rationalize uh, paranoid thoughts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make so many benefits to your mental health. And, and if not, go and talk to any, any friends that you feel close enough to. And I appreciate entirely. I've had, you know, suicidal thoughts when I was a kid. Uh, I get it. You know, I've been through depression. I get it. It doesn't feel comfortable talking about that shit, but yeah. if you if you want to get better, which I know you definitely do, because you're a human person, you want you know ultimately you want to be happy. You don't want to be feeling like that. Go and talk to somebody. Just getting it out there, man. It's going to make such a massive difference for the guys in the group that I was just referring to. There have been numerous people who've come out and given video video recordings, uh, sorry, videos um, of them telling their story. Literally coming on screen and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with suicidal thoughts. I've been dealing with this, this, and this. And everyone who's done that, they've come out and said, I'm so grateful that you've, that you've made this group where I'm able to do that because it's, it's still like a, you know, a weight has been lifted from my shoulders. Yeah. And for those that might feel alone and, or feel like they haven't got friends that they can sort of go to, um, who, who would you suggest that they, they, they if, sort of reach out if it to? Feels like, yeah, if it feels like there's nobody, then there are, you know, there's the um, Samaritans yeah. you can contact. Um, there is Papyrus, there's Hopeline. Uh, that's yeah. not just for people who are, you know, feeling alone or isolated. That's also for people who think their friends may be alone or isolated as well. They're happy to give yeah. you advice over the phone. Um, Papyrus are a really good organisation. I actually did a um, an a applied suicide intervention training course with that organisation, um, okay. and it's, you know it's shown to be particularly particularly beneficial. So I would you know, strongly suggest going going and doing that. Will be really helpful. for those that might not 
be suffering themselves but might feel like they have a member of their team that, that could potentially, you know, be feeling down in the dumps or mm. be having negative thoughts. So what would you what would your advice be for coaches, um, backing staff, senior players, captains? Um how how do they approach those situations? Or if some let's say one of your one of your teammates will come to you, how how mm. do you approach that? Just listen. Yeah. Yeah. Foster foster an atmosphere of acceptance. Yeah. That should be like the underlying message. Foster an atmosphere of acceptance. It is okay for you to talk to me about your issues. I am happy to listen. I would much rather listen to your issues for as long as you need. I'd rather do that than listen to your eulogy. If you've got if you're dealing with shit, come and tell me, man. I, I want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, even I if think, you don't think, you, yeah, come on, sorry. So I think that's the stigma that a lot of people have had that they don't know how to build those things and yeah, I, I've heard it so many times that, you know, a, a teammate might go to another teammate and, you know, the teammate that um, is feeling sort of down is told to, you know, get over it or, or man up. It or go out or man up. That's the one you hear. So Mate, that one about. gets me so bad. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So frustrating. Again, it's this whole thing that vulnerable, vulnerability is a weakness, man. Vulnerability yeah. is not a weakness. And Brene Brown, she says, it's the most um, clear, oh, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting the terminology she uses, but it's the most um, clear, sort of obvious um, demonstration of courage, being willing to put yourself out there, show all of your potential um, for um, vulnerability. It's just, it, it, it just puts you out there, man. And yeah. people just aren't, willing to do that and instead feel that that desperation is so overwhelming that they kill themselves wow. so don't just don't don't do that go and yeah. go and talk to somebody encourage people to talk you know yeah. build 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 that atmosphere that people feel like they can do that and what do you and what do people do with that information once you've listened to it all do you are you are you a comfort do you report it do you speak to someone that might it depends it, it, I mean, uh, it, it depends entirely on the situation. If you feel like someone is genuinely um, in the process of, you know, planning, if someone's talking to you and they're talking about that they've, they've planned to kill themselves, yeah. then you need to, you know, take some sort of intervention yeah. steps. You know, you need to contact the necessary people. So, you know, contact Samaritans, contact the Hope Line, and they'll, they'll guide you through how you go about dealing with that situation. Okay. But just, you know, just accepts that people are going to be dealing with these issues and be, you know be willing to hear about it you know and more and more often than not and like like you say the world is getting tougher and the world is getting bigger so more and more reason for people to sort of be going through issues or for, for them to have things that they're going through so yeah mm. you can't expect that it's really unlikely that there's literally one in your team that might be going through anything so one four people that. One in four people are dealing with mental health issues in any given year. One in four. How many people are in your team? Based on the statistics, how many people are dealing with it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Just it, it's it's okay to talk, man. It's it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I know this hasn't been long, and hopefully there is going to be a university season. But for those that yeah. who as a sort of get out, if there is an outlet, yeah, yeah, this 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 year, what, what, have you got any advice as to where they could sort of channel that sort of energy or adrenaline or that where they can put that up I mean do you mean what like physically how do you what do you mean how do you, how do you get 
that. I, 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 I don't know how to put it, to be fair, because I know for me <laughs> it's, it's going to be tough, but where I've got something like X's and O's that I could sort of put my mind to. Okay, I'm yeah, channeling that passion. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you've got to look for it. Yeah. That's, you know, it ain't just going to, you know, it's not going to just turn up. Yeah. Um, you've got to go and, you know, try and find find some somewhere to, to put that energy, I suppose. Okay. Um, but, yeah, make sure you exercise. Um, yeah, exercise is, yeah, incredibly important. Um, you know, it's been shown to, you know, lower neuroticism, reduce anxiety, reduce depression. Wow. You know, it's, it's, you know, exercise in and of itself is incredibly important. If you now go out, get out of your normal routine and start just lying on the sofa watching TV, and you neglect that, that, that outlet, then obviously you're not going to have those benefits. So, you know, you've got to just make sure that you're doing something else, you know, build a, build a schedule, you know, develop new mm-hmm. sort of new routines, new habits. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, you just uh, make sure that you're making a, uh, making, well, you're giving yourself a chance, really. I mean, this is going to be really difficult. I mean, this is not an easy time. We're dealing with unprecedented times, as I've said. So you've got to, yeah. You've got to use new new ways of get, getting around. You know, discover new things. Try new, try new. Um, I don't know. Try and learn a keyboard or something. I don't yeah, know. Pick up, pick up a new hobby or something. Yeah, that's might, it. Yeah, you know, I've done it in the, in the past that you might have the time to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in fact, actually, one of the things I would encourage is, you know, go and research some mindfulness practices. Yeah. So some of this is one of the things I've been bringing to the um, to the to the white walls is, you know. Um, we've been encouraging mindfulness, so we've been going through what box breathing is, you know, progressive muscle relaxation, body scanning techniques. Um, this, so we've been doing regular videos on Monday evenings, so we're actually going through a yoga practice on this Monday. So uh-huh. just go out and, you know, look at, look at mindfulness. It will change your life, I promise you. Yeah. And for those that wanted to you know, look further into mindfulness or wanted some tips and tricks, um, where could they find <laughs> you and um, your campaign? Get, get onto Facebook, type in lifting the lid, lifting the lid. We'll uh, out for you and this goes out, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> appreciate that. Um, get, onto, get onto Mind, they have a lot of good things on there. Get onto the NHS, they have a lot of, um, a lot of advice on what sort of things you can implement in your life to help you through, this, through these, these troubles, troubling times. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of advice out there, and that's what I'm realising. I didn't realise how much is genuinely actually out there. I've been doing a lot of. I've been spending a lot of my time actually recently going through, looking at these uh, mindfulness practices, and there's so much of it, so much available, just free online. Just go and check it out. It'll change your life really well. Exactly what we need, though, in my opinion. It's, yeah, man. The more the more information that we have out there, the better. And it is. A ridiculous amount of lives could be saved. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Really would. Cool beans. Well, thank you very much for your time, Wayne. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Not not only about this and but about your career in football as well. It's really insightful. I never knew you went out to Germany, so that's... Yeah, man. I was planning on heading that again, man, but, you know, Corona, eh? <laughs> exactly. yeah. It is what it is. But no, no, no reason why you can't next year. You're looking after yourself, looking after yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course. And hopefully, hopefully GB still goes on. So I've spoken to, to him, so he's, he's, he's hopeful, you know, there's still, still a camp. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There you go. Should be good to go. Exactly that, exactly that. Well, thanks again for your time. Appreciate no problem at all. Um, I mean, I appreciate asking me for to come on here, you know, getting, getting 
getting these messages out there. It's yeah. honestly really, really appreciated. No problem. Thanks. No problem. So, I'll mean, probably get probably get you on a, on, a, on a couple more because we know the importance of mental health. We've done a few mental health yeah. episodes already, so no, no, yeah, no reason why we can't get someone like you to come on as well more often. Oh, nice one. Appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. Right. Until, stay, until stay, then. Stay indoors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I shall do that. Absolutely. <laughs> you too. That's no problem. You shall do. Alright. Right. Nice one. Catch you later, man. Bye.